0: If you take your Bibles and turn to the book of Romans, chapter number 3, then we'll head over to Hebrews chapter 11. But I I wanted to start tonight in Romans chapter 3. The topic tonight would just be faith or people of faith, is what I've entitled it, people of faith. Romans chapter 3, and let's see, verse verse number 22. When I look at the book of Romans and I see the word faith, um, it's talking about saving faith. Just um, differentiate between the two. In the book of Hebrews, we'll turn to in a minute, it is living by faith. It is living faith. And the, but in Romans, I just wanted to read a few verses that would apply to trusting Christ for faith and salvation. So we have two different faiths. The Bible, some places, calls it from faith to faith. Uh, saving faith and then living by faith. Uh, verse 22 said, Even the, uh, let's start 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ, were made righteous, what? By Jesus Christ, through the blood of Christ. Verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Verse 28, therefore we conclude the man that a man is justified, declared righteous by faith without the deeds of the law, Verse 30, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision or the Jew by faith and the uncircumcision or the Gentile through faith. These are the faiths of salvation. Chapter 4, verse 5, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. Righteousness. Verse 16, therefore, it is of faith. Let me read 15. Because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Of course, the familiar passage that we know, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Five one of Romans says, therefore, being justified... By faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, you talk about a gift. Just placing our faith. Let me just say this for a moment, though. Don't think for a second that it's it's not a flippant matter to pray a prayer and believe that Jesus Christ has saved you. It says, for with the what? Heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made into salvation and so it's not just a prayer it is a it is a faith it is a belief it is i want that jesus christ i'm not just saying a prayer from my head i i want this faith in my heart i'm totally committed i compare it always to a a, a bride and a groom i don't want a bride or a groom up here making a flippant i do and not sure they want to get married, not even sure if they like the guy or like the girl. I don't want that kind of a I don't want that kind of vow. That's not a vow. And so when we think of the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, it is a serious matter of making a vow to someone that I am fully committed to you. And uh the couples that I I have married, I always say to them, you understand what it means to make a vow. It's something that is unbreakable. It's something that you must keep. It's something before God. And it's just, I try to stress the importance of making that vow. And how important it is to keep that vow. So when we see this faith of Romans, it is a faith of receiving the Lord Jesus Christ and what a gift and what a faith a gift of faith that we received in return takes us to Romans chapter 11 the chapter that we most think of when we think of the word faith but I just want to take a moment and revel in the faith that we have in Jesus Christ for salvation That's the most important step of faith that you'll ever take in your life, is truly believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died on the cross for your sins and that He rose again from the dead and He's alive forevermore. And if you place your faith believing that He alone can save you, you can know Him as Savior. And it's saving faith that will justify you before God. God will actually declare you righteous. That's what justified means. 11.1 of Hebrews, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, that being faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Do you understand that verse? Let me read it again. Look at it carefully. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. What's that mean? We believe that God spoke this into existence by his very word. That's what we believe. We understand it. And so that things which are seen, you see the earth, you see the sky, you see all this, right? You physically see these things. So, the things which were seen were not made of things which do appear. He's spoken into existence out of nothing. What a God. That is the faith that we have, believing that God created. And we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Verse number four says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. We see of this man Enoch that he walked with God and was not, for God took him. A great man of faith. By faith, verse seven. I'm sorry, six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. If you're going to come to God, you've got to believe that He exists. People who don't believe in God don't believe, and, they're, and they're, going to, they're going to say, "Well, I believe in this evolution, and I believe in salvation." Boy, you're 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 riding the wrong direction here. You're riding a fence. I have no idea how God's going to look at that. If you don't believe He created, why why would He be? Do you think He's a God that is is so silly, that He would lay down His life if He didn't create you? Goodness gracious, He laid down His life for you because He created you in the image of God. And to, and to think that an Almighty God would lay down his, uh, give His Son to die in your place, and didn't even create you, and you're just some happen, happenstance in some black hole of explosion and silliness. Of course, God wouldn't send his son for that if he didn't create you. And as I say before, do you think you're going to a big bang heaven to just happenstance? No, it's by faith. And a God that spoke it into existence by uh, verse 7 by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not yet, not seen as yet, moved with fear. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By the which he condemned the world. And became heir of the righteousness. Which is by faith. What happened to the world? Everybody left died. It says he by faith he obeyed God. They had an opportunity. But he was the condemnation to the world. Because they were given the opportunity. To get in the ark. And they rejected it. And they were condemned for it by faith. Abraham, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. We know the great story of Father Abraham. God just said, I want you to go to another country. I want you to just pack up and leave. Where am I going? I'll show you. I'll take you to a land. I'll show you a land. And so he just, in faith, Followed God, by, verse 9, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles, was with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful, who had promised. She's way beyond her time. No way of having a child was, was so sure of it. She gave uh, her handmaid Hagar to her husband to have a child. Here she is now in her 90s, Abraham over 100. No physical chance, humanly speaking, to have a child, and she knew it. But yet God delivered a child by the faith. Therefore sprang, I'm in 12. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, that's Abraham, so many, this is the seed of Abraham, it's us, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. The faith of this couple is the promise that God had made. Verse 13, these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned, but now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly, where before God is not ashamed, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He hath prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. What a story, sacrificing his own son. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Understand, he believed God so much faith in God that if he actually killed his son, that is because of the promise. This is the boy of promise. This is the boy that he would said would come through Sarah. And here he is, Isaac. And specifically, God told him, this boy is going to be the promised seed. So when he asked him to sacrifice, Abraham's faith, the Bible's telling us here, was so powerful. He believed that if he killed his son, that God would raise him from the dead. That's faith, amen? Believing that God, accounting that God would raise him from the dead. You don't see that in the Old Testament, but you see that in the book of Hebrews. That was the faith of Abraham. Oh, so many more stories the Bible speaks of in faith. I want you sometimes, though, I like to read scriptures so you can see the stories because the scriptures are more powerful than my words. To say that's redundant or silly is an understatement. But sometimes I think it's so much important to see the words of God. These men of the Old Testament that are fathers of our faith and they're the examples to us, to walk by faith. We saw salvation by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's something that we commit our faith for salvation. But now we come to a point in life as believers that we're not just consumed only with saving faith, but our passion is to have faith in God as individuals, as believers. Not just as a family. It's a great thing for a whole family to have faith as a family. But that's that must be supported by faith of the members of the family. To have faith in God and to walk by faith. Most of the world does not know Christ as Savior. And quite honestly think we're crazy or silly or... Um, blinded or fill in the blank of whatever they would think about Christianity and why they choose to reject it and honestly the excuses they make about us is excuses for themselves not for us aren't you glad that you realize that salvation and faith in God and a walk with God and walking in faith is not a fairy tale It is an actuality it is something that we possess is that faith that is within us I want to fan the flames of that faith tonight and for you to think about your faith in God and think about are you willing to step out in faith and not only in saving faith and you've got that saving faith but I want you tonight to think about pushing yourself in faith it's not it's not tonight I'm not talking about money I'm not talking about Christian service I'm talking about within your own heart, challenging yourself and saying you know what, my faith needs to be stronger. It's not just stronger in stepping out in faith, but it's a belief that I have in these things. Because we need a strong belief, we don't know what's coming our way. Um, We already realize that um, some things have to be taken down off the internet in in a New York minute. Talking to Brother Gibbs at the at, at table and he, he was just, just saying, you know, you you got, you got to edit everything you're going to put out there, because it's going to be challenged. Young people, we got young adult class, probably most of you are here tonight. You're going to have to dig deep in your faith. We don't know what's coming for your generation. But it, it doesn't look like you will enjoy as much freedom. I'm not saying it's going to lose it all, but I think you will have more challenges than what we have faced. We already realize uh, the, way, the way we're able to be followed in some sense. Uh, I don't mean following us around, but I'm talking about they can monitor and know what we uh, do. My my iPad, it's, I, uh, I, I love this, but if I can just, I just remember a couple words of a, of a scripture verse it, it, it just it, it knows what I'm looking for and it just boom it'll take me I mean I'm amazed at the two words that I can think of that I put in there that I think oh, this is not gonna work boom just like that it's throw, it throws me up the verse in the, King, in the King James version it knows what I like but it also knows where I'm at right and, and, and so you, you get what I mean they, they they really are able to monitor us pretty carefully and I'm I, I enjoy the technology, so I'm not trying to throw it over the bus, I'm just saying that the next generation as things begin to tighten up and we already know the way things, I mean we're already fearful of our elections being tampered with by just certain things, they're able to, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, the rhythms, what's the first part of that? Well, You know what I'm talking about. So they already are able to 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 mess with things through that. So just next generation, I'm just challenging you to need, tonight. You need to really consider your faith. And I'm not saying you don't have faith, but you're young now and faith grows. Why? Because you have, tempt, when I say temptations, I'm talking about trials, temptations in life that grow you over time. And so, as you get older, your faith should be getting stronger and deeper. Especially as you grow closer closer to heaven, your your faith is is growing deep. Some of our older folks are 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 looking wow. very much forward to going home to see the Lord. They've just they've they've had a lot of pain for a long time, a lot of them. And they're just they're just waiting on the Lord. And but why? Because their faith is just strong. They're not they're not they're not worried about death. They're just they're just anxious to, to to get out of this world and get to the next one, and uh, the Lord the Lord keeps tarrying. I'm just amazed how they say, "Man, I'm just waiting for the Lord," and uh, so I mean they love to be raptured, as we all would. But it's just uh, I love their faith. But but when you're younger, life is so it's fast. And you have so many ambitions in life that are great things, and family, and all these things that are surrounding you. But I would like to challenge you to spend time digging deep in your faith. I think your generation is going to have to be dug a little deeper than my generation to move forward spiritually. And I think if you'll just think about growing your faith deep, memorizing some of these scriptures in Hebrews and and just thinking about how deep can I go? How, How strong a faith can I build in my life and go forward for Christ? We have so many things that are necessary for faith. I look at the colleges. We are at um, First Baptist in Hammond, and then we went out to College Chapel and uh, saw Kelly over there playing the trumpet in the uh, orchestra there, and that was a blessing. I just, uh, uh, just spoke to her for um, a couple of moments there. And, um, but it was a joy to see Kelly <clears throat> in Bible College. But all of us, can I tell you, don't take don't take that for granted that kids can go to Bible college and just have freedom to go and all these things. Um, praise the Lord for it. Bible colleges are still open. Um, just uh, Several just wonderful colleges and I, I don't mean to leave anybody out, I'm just throwing out a few, but thank the Lord that Hiles Anderson is an open Golden State out there with a uh, brother Trever and uh the North Valley Baptist Church, and then west coast baptist college uh that is just a, a good place out there in lancaster uh by Br- uh brother chapel a, a, a good a good college turning out we had we had that tour group here the uh that bass singer that was all over it right I saw him by the way he was he was uh, in Hammond for that conference, or there for something. I don't know. Maybe he's dating a girl or something. Do you know why he was there? He's the Hiles Anderson base. He's the Hiles Anderson base. Forgive me. The base from Golden State wasn't any good. The Hiles <laughs> Anderson base was good. Boy, well, I'm glad he's in Hiles Anderson. Commonwealth. Uh, I think is it Commonwealth Baptist College, and that's in Lexington. And is a very fundamental, good, strong college. Providence Baptist College over there in Elgin, a very strong college. Pensacola Christian. uh is it go by university now, I'm quite sure. But, but a solid place of Christianity. Missionaries are still on the field. Amen, Aaron? And uh, what a delight to have them over in the field doing a wonderful work for God. There's young people who still have faith. They're in Bible colleges. They're on the mission field. Missionaries right now are on deputation. Can we agree that's a huge leap of faith? Well, you just don't jump into that without, without having, being buried pretty deep in faith. Because I will tell you, I, uh, that's just not something I would want to do. Spend spend all my days on the phone calling churches, trying to get meetings lined up, and and then just hoping and praying that the churches can support you. And and, and I'm just amazed how well the the people that have come through, or many of them are already on the field since I became the pastor. And and uh, through the support of many churches are on the mission field. Uh, our dear brother uh, name name eludes me. Just just uh, Tim. Um, what is it? Simmons, I thought you said Timmons, but uh, Tim Simmons and his wife Krista uh, just uh, took off for Uruguay and they are now there and that's very exciting and and others have already gone as well. Um, Missionaries on deputation, a great step of faith, young men are still surrendering to pastor and uh, in Bible colleges throughout the country preparing for ministry in spite of Seeing the clouds forming in our country, there's still many young men that have given themselves to ministry and praise the Lord for it. There's still missionaries that are staying through their elderly years in faith, believing that God will give them the health to stay. Committed men are accepting pastorates. I see pastors working secular work while starting churches, while pastoring churches, because their faith is deep and they just believe in what they're doing. No matter what it takes to stay and see it through, they are doing it. And what a blessing and, uh, that they are to their churches. Our need for faith never ends. It is never, we've never arrived. We've never gotten to that place to where our faith is... Without growth, we need to be a people that are growing in faith. And I'm challenging you tonight, examine yourself. Is my faith growing or am I just at a plateau? I'm not chastising you tonight. I'm just saying, look at yourself and you say, do I have a growing faith or is my faith just flatlined? I will tell you one way you can grow your faith. I don't think it's the most difficult way personally, but I will tell you, faith can be grown through testing and trials in your life. And that, that is not necessarily our first choice. But I would tell you something that will grow your faith is prayer. Why, because when you kneel in prayer, when you're talking to God, you're admitting that he is there. Understand? You're reaching out to, I mean, you're talking to him. So it's an admission And it's growing your faith, admitting that he is there and that you're talking to him. You're praying to him. And then faith that he is hearing you and believing you. And and, 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 and in your faith and hearing is a desire. And he says he'll answer our prayers. Believing that he'll answer your prayer. So it, it is a great move of faith to be somebody who prays. Don't. I don't want to say make it happen. Learn. Learn learned the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing right sometimes we look at that like how is that a possibility can I just tell you that you don't ever have to be out of communication or out of contact with God because he's always with you you know if I'm walking from the hallway to this door I or just walking through the building I mean i'm i'm not trying to Boast, But understand, I can just talk to the Lord and thank you. Lord, This is thank, thank you so much for, what you, for these beautiful classes. Lord, this is wonderful. Thank you for it. I mean, you don't have to just be kneeling in prayer. I mean, just start making it a habit. You get in your car and say, Lord, thank you that my car started this morning. Thank you that I have a car. So many people in the world don't have cars. You've been so generous to me, God. Just talk to God throughout the day. He's ever present with you. But what will it do? It will grow your faith. And not only that, start praying for things. Pray that God would send, I mean, God is answering our prayers. People in the church are praying that God will send new people into the church. And I I just, just went through our list today and just saw how, just many scores of new people that have come to the church. I'm not going to throw a number out there, but it's, it's quite an amazing thing how many new people have come. But it's from the Lord. It's because people have asked him. Lord, send new people to our church. So let's continue to pray. Let's see new people come. Why? So we can be a bigger church? No, because people need to be in church. They need to grow their faith. They need to be saved, some of them. But let's be people that believe that God does hear our prayers. When I don't pray, in some sense, I'm denying, you're denying the faith. I don't mean to be that strong of a statement, but I think you understand what I'm saying. You, you don't believe that he's going to answer you, so you don't speak to him. You don't call on him because you, 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 don't, you don't believe that he'll answer your prayers. If you believe that he would answer your prayers, you would be calling upon him. You'd be asking for wisdom. You'd be asking him to help you so let's let's just and don't don't just limit yourself to to devotions i mean that's that's a a great place not diminishing it but but don't stop there walk with god it's just just make it a habit just walk with god he's with you all day you don't necessarily even have to be speaking out loud to him he's you know he knows your thoughts you wake up in the night. You don't necessarily start praying out loud and wake up your wife. But you wake up in the night. Just talk to the Lord and bring your request to him. Pray for people in the church. Pray for our country. But just give your thoughts when you wake up to prayer rather than just flipping back and forth. You're likely to fall asleep quicker if you pray. God will give you sweet rest. People are still going soul winning. Bus workers still going out in bad weather to pick up people. It's faith. Sunday school teachers preparing and teaching children. Why? Because they just believe those children will be saved. They believe those children can grow in the word, Lord, they're, they're putting actions to their faith, believing in the preparation And so many people just decorations you ladies and whatnot are doing why because you want those children to learn to walk with the Lord and and know the Lord and understand God and and grow in his word and have a life that they can lead why because you believe that God can change their lives and they come in on buses we have many children in the church and we want to grow their faith and you have faith that they will grow by the teaching of the Word of God and you believe in it we have nursery workers that are in faith watching children boy you have great faith because I don't think I want to do that but it's not a waste of your time because you're you're allowing people in the auditorium to grow their faith in here while you're exercising your faith watching the children believing that god will make a difference in people's lives you. there'd be no do, no point in doing it watching the children and and changing the diapers and, and and all the things that i wouldn't understand that you do in a nursery and thank the lord for it but it's, it's, it's a step of faith to give yourself to it because it's not a delightful task i'm sure unless 'm ladies maybe enjoy it i don't I don't know maybe you do, but uh, it doesn't look that delightful to me. working with the teenagers step of faith, Spanish people being taught the word of God important 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 thing, decorating for events and promotions to bring people in we're going to have our trunk or treat and it's um uh, like we did last year we 're going to advertise it, but it's uh it falls actually on a Sunday, so we're going to have it on a Sunday night and just try to reach as many as our community community as we can with the gospel of jesus christ on on a Sunday evening uh, because we'll have a lot of helpers and a lot of trunks and everything because it's on a Sunday, so we can use that for the lord's advantage to uh Take a holiday that's not necessarily a spiritual holiday and get many, many, many people in our area the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this may maybe see many of them saved as a result of getting the gospel to them as they come and get candy for the children. Choir, thank you for your leap of faith of so much time. Guys on security, you're making sacrifices in faith believing that it's important to be out there protecting the church and what's going on in here every task we take may it be in faith pa guys without them we can do nothing (laughs) that's an important job but we need to be heard right we want to hear the gospel preached we want to hear the messages from god's word so let's be faithful servants to the Lord. Let's grow our faith. When we see these people of the Old Testament, these weren't people that were just dynamically different than us. They were, as the spread of Elijah, they were people or a man of like passions. They had the same worries. Here, I mean, I mean, you know, you know the great characters of the Bible. I mean, you got Abraham passing off his wife as his sister. This was not a perfect man. That was not a leap of faith to pass off his wife as his sister to save his own skin. It was a moment, honestly, of lack of faith in a man called Abraham, the man of faith. So we're going to have those times. We're not going to be perfect in our faith, but let's, let's be faithful to the Lord and grow in faith. Our actions are based upon a blessed hope that we have that someday we're going to see the Lord. That we might go in the rapture or that someday when we pass away we'll see him face to face our faith is based on a faith in jesus christ that one day we'll be in heaven and that is the faith that we must operate on that someday that we will be with our lord the investment of time the investment of our money sometimes suffering this brother amir that's coming is at risk probably Way more than I would want to realize. As he's over in Pakistan building a church for the Lord Jesus Christ. I may have said this to you, but uh, Brother Wilson asked him, How come you dropped the name Baptist off your, off your, off your church? He said, Because they were blowing up all the Baptist churches. <laughs> I, can, I can live with that. <laughs> I think I'd be uh, calling it something else too. Understand there's people around the world that are exercising great faith. But the people that are most likely to fail in their faith are going to be us because we have it so easy. So we're the ones that have to, to work harder at our faith. If you're going through a deep trial in your life, your, your faith is going to be tested and you'll, you'll be forced to grow in faith through trials. And God may move you to that. But can I challenge you tonight? Don't make a trial, don't make God send you a trial to deepen your faith. He may send them, my goodness, if there was any man that was tried more than the Apostle Paul, I don't know who it would be. Just all the things that he went through. Trials of his faith and the testing and the growing of his faith. So much so that he said, I take joy in the afflictions. For when, am I, when I'm weak, then am I strong. So he's joying in the afflictions. Knowing that that's what God needed to do in his life in order to make him the servant of Christ than he needed to be. So those things may come to any of us, but let's be strong in faith and prayer, faith in the Word of God, faith in what we've always believed, the King James Bible. Let's all stand together, Heavenly Father, tonight as we have our invitation. I pray that you speak to hearts, that we be a church that is growing in faith, not stagnant, just walking into the doors and finding our spot and enjoying the services to be sure, enjoying the music. and Father, enjoying the fellowship of Christian b- b- believers. But that we would not only be enjoying all of those things as believers together in the body, but that we'd also be individually, collectively growing in faith, believing, believing that there's a home in heaven that awaits us and that the work that we do here will be judged by an almighty God the faith that we extend here will be rewarded in a place called heaven father we do look forward to that day but may we be growing each step of the way as we come closer to that wonderful place our place in heaven to meet our savior bless now this invitation to thy honor and thy glory